and you just have to say that you're fine, but you're not really fine, because DM your BF hasn't been on air since last semester, and you don't know when Dane and Brandon are coming back to host, so you just sit there, waiting in agony until... Your systems are offline. DM your BF is back in bigger than ever. Season 2, baby. Featuring all-star guest strike. State of 8. Red one music! Adam Ambrose. Jason Jackson Reed. John Swan. Welcome back to DM Your BF. Sorry, we're five minutes uh, five minutes late today. Normally, we'd be starting right at one. And uh, oh wow, right as we speak, <laughs> co-host BF has entered the building. Why are we in this room? Well, I was trying to actually record the show. I can't figure out how to record the show, so I'm uh, I'm failing miserably here. I do not see it anywhere, Brennan. What, what, what do you think is going on? BF is um, scrolling around on the screen right now. For those of you who can't see what's going on, except for Alex, he he's getting a first-hand taste of our uh, DM your BF ways. We um, oh shit. Oh wow! Look at this guy. He knows exactly what to do. That is insane. <laughs> this is why you need to be early, and uh, I can be late. This yeah, is this, this is going to be the new thing that we do. Welcome back to DMUBF. We're officially recording. We're here with a very special guest today. Alex, you go by the name of Jeff Benzos, a.k.a. RuneScape Girlfriend. Is that, is that right? Both of these names are still your current rotation of names? That is correct. How's it going, man? I, I haven't seen you. Well, I saw you like a few weeks ago, but before that I hadn't seen you in like 10 years. Yeah. You, you's up. Sorry, Alex. I know this is uh, it's hard having it, Brennan. Just move in between us, but <laughs> well, <laughs> it's going well. It's great to see you, man. It's been a while. Um, life's going well, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, anytime, man. We I ran into into you at the INS store in Wickham House. Actually, mm. we both were shopping, and uh, was it? No, I had, I had invited you like previous to that encounter because you saw me. We were both in the same place. I was I was messaging you thinking you were still in Vancouver, actually, because I had no idea you came back to Calgary, so that was a shock. That was a complete shock. How, how did you pull that off without letting anyone know that you were back? I can't, I can't believe it. Okay. Well, <coughs> it was crazy. I just saw you, and I don't think you saw me, and I, like, stared at you, and I think that established this energy that led you to message me. So that was kind of cool how that worked out. Yeah, I just kind of disappeared back to Calgary after I finished school in November and it's good to be back just seeing family and the weather's been nice and I love Calgary so yeah wow what are you guys doing in the other room uh he can't he can't hear you that's why I told you to put the headphones only I can hear you there's only oh there's two pairs there's three mics okay I'll tell Alex uh uh, Brennan's wanting to speak to you through those headphones there. He, uh, he wants to be very disruptive. Come, come to this room. <laughs> and uh, can you hear him okay? Like, In this room, everyone has their own mic. Oh, yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. It's so, guys, come on over. I turn it up. We're come on over. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to stay here for a bit. You uh, guys stay there? <laughs> we'll just do a commercial we, break. We, uh, we'll come back in this room. We'll just watch you from here. Okay, that's not creepy at all. Hey, what's up? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the BF. DM your BF. This is Dane McLean. We have guest star Jeff Benzos. I'm saying that right, right? Well, I go by many rap names. I guess right now my r- main rap name is RSGF. RSGF. But my Insta is like always Jeff Benzos. Okay. So when you're plugging yourself, it's always Jeff Benzos. But yeah, basically. So does uh, does your prominent uh, stage name now correspond to anything? Like, is it an acronym, or do you just like the way it sounds? Or yeah, it's like I was RuneScape girlfriend, right? RuneScape. And then I thought like that would lead to legal issues or something. So I thought Maybe, I would just yeah. go by RSGF, and I feel like it's like more succinct and catchy. RSGF. RSGF. I and played. Then, didn't you drop the RuneScape ribbon? You were just girlfriend for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was girlfriend for a really while. I, yeah, I thought that name was sick, but I don't know. I just got sick of it. I like RSGF. I feel like it's a powerful name. DM your BF, RSGF. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, it was meant to be. GF. DM your GF. <laughs> <laughs> we love acronyms, too, on the show, as you can yeah, tell. Yeah, big um, fans. Big Dan fans. McLean, University Radio, Brennan Flaske. Um, yeah, we, we contemplated some different names before we chose DM your BF. What were some of the... I think you still have the list of the original names of our show. Yeah, it was like uh, purple smoke or stuff like that. It was just like Yo, cir- cir- circular wheels or something. It was just it was just random things that I just thought of during one class, and I was like just throwing them at Dane. I was like, "What do you think about this one? What do you think?" And then he's like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah." And then I was like, "Okay, Deem or BF." He's like, "That one sounds weird." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> well, I was like, I based it off because it was Dane McLean. And then it was like direct message your boyfriend or best friend or there's just so many ways to interpret that. And then Dane McLean came up with uh, the U R as University Radio instead of like your. I didn't I didn't notice that University Radio. Yeah, that's smart. Genius, yeah. both parts. I was like, damn. So we spend a lot of time thinking about our name. Is that do you kind of have a similar process when going through yours? Do you just try and come up with, or are your names more personal and like relevant to you as opposed to just whatever you can think of in the moment. Well, I sort of think like like rap names are like an art form in itself. Like yeah. capital like when I like have my name it's like always different. Like sometimes it'll be capitalized and sometimes it'll be like non uh, acronym and sometimes like I'll just like always play with it according to the mood and the the song. So I think it's kind of fun in that way. That's dope. So RuneScape girlfriend, was that your first 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 uh i guess title or rap name my first rap name when i was rapping back in like high school was like tritty scent tritty scent (laughs) (laughs) but i was like no 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 oh my gosh that kills me again play on your your surname right yeah my last name trithart alex trithart trithart i've known this guy since probably grade seven wow we met in 2009 or no eight 2008. Yeah. You guys got a history. We met, yeah, in junior high school. Um, Yeah, I don't know how how we haven't seen each other since like grade nine, probably, until this year. But we go to high school together. No, no. Alex, he moved to, you can tell the audience at home. Give us a little backstory. Vancouver, correct? Yeah, I moved to Vancouver for like five years and went to school there, did uh, philosophy, and. Yeah, that was really crazy. A lot of music in Vancouver that I saw was really cool. They have a really great music scene. And yeah, Vancouver has like a cool sound for rappers, which I really like. How's the community there? Is it like very involved? Yeah, it's like super involved. I find it's different like Calgary. It's smaller. So all the scenes sort of like interact with each other. But in Vancouver, it felt more like every scene was its own world. That That's was like really rich, so you could go to like a lot of different, like I don't, yeah, I don't know. It was like a lot bigger, I guess, simply. So, I guess you can compare it to like cities. You know, like when you go to a small town, you have that small town vibe. Everybody knows each other. Yeah, everyone's like good friends, and you know, you know what's happening in everyone's life. But with you know a large city, comes more opportunities, and you know some people are blowing up, and it makes things interesting. But at the same time, you don't have that deeper level of connection. Did you yeah. kind of find that in the communities you were involved with, or was it different? Well, I managed to live with this like metal band. for a while and that like (laughs) I really like bonded with them quickly and I got into their scene like really fast and 
I really loved it. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, like the rap scene's good and yeah, I don't know. But I like Calgary because it's like, I don't know. It's like hard to explain. <laughs> it's it's a cultural thing, and it's hard explaining culture, especially to someone who's maybe not as in as inclined to you know participate in that, and because it's like it's like a feeling, it's your emotions, right? And you're and you can describe like what a color is to a blind person, like someone who's not familiar. But it, I mean, it only goes so far before you have exactly. to just be like, just like you just that. gotta experience it. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> like there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty like, sick. That's pretty yeah. So I. Uh, I don't know if Dane has told you, but he's actually started his own musical career. Ooh, that's crazy. <laughs> I did not know that. I haven't started a career in it, but I am, uh, you, you know, just baby releasing steps. demos and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just fun. It's just you've got to put it out when you yeah. feel like you have to express something. Yeah. So. so, Dane, my question to you is you, you seem to have a lot of friends in, like, the, the film and art scene that you've uh, brought onto the show, that you've known in the past, and, you know, even some that I hear you talk about. Um, is is this any at all related to your passions for, you know, going into media and producing music as of late? Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, I, I find it funny how a lot of my old friends, like Alex, for example, like, um, we might have had years apart from each other, but like years later, now that we're adults, like there's a bond. Like yeah, you just reconnect. Yeah, somehow we we had some friendship when we were young, and we didn't really know like what we wanted to do in our lives. But then years later, you start to realize, oh, okay, that makes sense. Why I like that person when I was 14 years old when we were teenagers, right? It all starts to make sense because a lot of my old friends, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to reconnect with them um, from like 10 years ago. And we haven't seen each other, but we both have gone in like creative, uh, creative fields, and you know it's pretty interesting. I don't know, I don't know how it happens, but it's crazy. That's really interesting. It's, it's definitely like just a circle of time, right? Like you just you meet people that uh, you don't know why you're friends with each other when you're kids, but then it makes sense when you're older. They're like, oh, that, that's why, because we are similar people at heart. I think. Hmm. I can't relate. No? No. <laughs> Most of your friends are not in your, you know, similar interests? No. No? No. Most of my friends aren't. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like I don't really surround myself with that many people with too similar of interests. Like, there's definitely, like, I don't think you can be friends with, like, a, someone who's completely opposite. Like, I, I don't How know. Are we friends, then? <laughs> <laughs> we, still have a, we still have a passion for music and movies and stuff, and I think we have enough common ground, and our personalities mm-hmm. just mesh well enough together so that it works. I'm just joking. We're, we're basically twins. Basically. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just find it interesting because I, I, I honestly can't relate to that. You know? And, and I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, I don't think I don't think this recorded on air. Like I think uh, we were still figuring out how everything was going before you came in and saved the day, Brendan. I I appreciate it. But me and Alex were talking about how um, how what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I had no Fergus. idea that he was back in Calgary until I like. It's crazy. We were both at, on campus here, and I was messaging him like, "Hey, next time you're in Calgary, you should come <laughs> on our show." Yeah. And then he saw me that day. I think. That, like, that very day. And he was like, wow. I'm actually in Calgary. All right. And I'm like, what? I was messaging th- thinking you were still in Vancouver because like, that's what I've been seeing for the last like four years. So I was like, I was shocked. I was shocked Alex was back in town. And, uh, <laughs> the so boys are I'm back so in glad town. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I'm back. I'm just holding it down at Booster Juice at Mount Royal. Booster so come juice. by. I'll give you extra fruit. Nice. You shout out DM your BF. I'll give you extra <laughs> juice. I love DM your BF. Exactly. There's another banana for you. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. That's crazy. Do you know state manager Ben Goodman? Mm, I, I think so. He's the guy that Please. always orders the same thing. We'll show you a photo. He's religious. He's the station manager here at this at CMRU, and um, he knows you like so well. Because he's always going to booster juice every day. I yeah. believe he gets a high impact eyesight. Yeah, that's him with the energy booster shot or something. I love that. <laughs> and I, I told him about you, and then he was shocked. Like, oh my god, he's going to be a guest on our show. And then I don't think he's come out and said it yet. I don't mm. know. Has he at booster no. juice? Has he no. ever said like, oh, you're coming on my station in a little bit? You're coming on my station. Not yet. Not yet. Because we'll talk about it next. He, time. He's yeah, yeah. usually here, but he's. I don't think he's here today. Reading break. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, you would have seen him, and it would have been yeah. hilarious because like, like. 
you guys have probably seen each other every day for the last months, but yeah, for real. And you never probably knew, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just cool. It's it's interesting. Yeah, the world's crazy. Mysterious, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Mysterious ways. But we want to play some of your music. You've got us uh, techno mix that yes. you brought in. Oh, um, sick. We have to load to the server, so we'll be back in a few minutes. So uh, we'll reorganize ourselves into different rooms and such. But I'll play some. I know. I know. I don't know if you still like them. I still like them quite a bit. Death Grips. Death yeah. Grips. I've got, I've got Black Paint Death Grips loaded up. We'll play Black it out, and uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Nice, nice.
Welcome back to DMUBF. That was a little bit of Bjork. Before that was Death Grips. You guys hear me okay in there? Is everything yep. good? Okay, well, I'm going to come yeah, to that good. room now. So you guys, uh, you guys just talk and I'll be right there. Cool. So, I understand that you have some music that Dane's just uploading. Is this off a uh, new album? No. New LP, EP? What you got in the works? Singles? Not really. I just dropped this album that I recorded on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And that's like more of a rap, like nightcore rap album. But this like techno mix, I've just been like dabbling in techno. Because I downloaded a bunch of packs and it's really fun <laughs> to make. So, I might make like a full album and try to like DJ a night or something. But... It's just like a little sample. That's crazy. I've seen people. I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, I don't know how prominent you are on YouTube. I love YouTube. Like as a teacher, as just like just it shows me like a different side of music that I've never seen before. And essentially, there's, there's this YouTube YouTube channel where they get like five artists with kind of similar taste, but kind of not really. But they're all producers, and they give them like a beat or like someone's vocals, and they're like turn this into whatever you want like let's see who oh, can yeah. make the best and then this guy is like yo I'm in a glitch pop or whatever and so then he like makes this crazy remix this girl's like I'm into like like this deathly earthy sound kind of similar to like Florence and the Machine it's kind of like poppy but it's like 
like Lana Del Rey, it's kind of like sickly, you oh, know, yeah. in a sense. And then they're just like the way they contort, like it's just like someone's vocals, and then they add their own beat, and it's just the way they contort it. I'm just like, how? Blows yeah. my mind. Electronic so, music is crazy. Yeah, you can do like anything with it, and there's so many genres too. Like, yeah. if you think about it, like uh, I just nightcore. Um, you can go trap. I mean, house, techno, trance. Uh, you can even do poppy trance, uh, and that's I would say that's more like above and beyond. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's all good. It's all good. My brother's a huge fan, and I, yeah, I just realized he isn't here. No, I'm like, he's on the show. First, first time he missed the well, he missed one other one. Yeah, JF. Yeah. It's weird. Brother, anyway, shout, shout out to him. He, uh, he's, a, he's a real big fan. Temp host. He yeah, comes Ooh. in every once in a while. And, you know, sometimes nice. we have like two it's a temp surprise. Hosts, uh, Alex O'Neill. But I'm glad it's just the well. I'm not glad it's just us. But I'm I'm happy we're back to the back basics, to the basics. You know? It's fun for Jeff Benzos. You know he gets the true DMUBF experience, which yeah, is classic. Uh, just us two just uh, messing things up. And <laughs> well, I mean one of the us. The way we roll, you know. Least. Yeah, usually. Well, <laughs> you, you sometimes. What are you talking too. about? Never. You sometimes do. I clean up your mess. <laughs> this isn't this isn't about us though. This is about this is about RSGF. RSGF on DM your BF. So it's crazy. So you're dabbling into uh, um, electronica or just techno specifically? Or yeah, yeah. I sort of I feel like trap died. It's like Lil Nas X. He represents this passing from trap to experimental pop being the like preeminent genre. So we're just gonna keep seeing people like. It seems like trap represents uh, this ability to create a persona and create like really easy DIY music that is energetic and youthful and like like goes hard in the club. But it's it's sort of like an arbitrary sound. Whereas ex- experimental pop is just like limitless sonic landscape with the idea that everyone can be their own pop star and construct their own persona like Lil Nas X, kind of like meme rap. Meme rap. And so, like, I'm trying to move away from, like, traditional trap and move towards, like, subverting the genre as my manifestation of experimental pop. So taking, like, club influences and, like, break beats and D&B and techno and nightcore and adding that to the trap sound and just trying to create something that's, like, subversive so that it'll be like I don't know I just feel like Trap's dead Trap's dead Yeah. so would you compare like the way you describe Trap is kind of like how I, I kind of see punk in a way like I feel Hell like yeah. I feel like punk is, is good don't get me wrong like Green Day's new album I feel like they really touched <laughs> roots again but I don't know. That's, I just that's feel like punk right there. <laughs> I feel like as, as, as a genre it's it just I feel like it's reached its limit you know like like there are, there, you have your classics, and you know, I, I, I still respect the genre as a whole, but like, I just don't see it. I don't see any like new revolutionary techniques or songs like breaking boundaries once again, you know. And I feel like it's, it's, it's at, almost at its limit, you know. And I think that's interesting because you just said that with trap, and I'm like, yeah, because I see a lot of trap remixes. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, but it, it's they're generally all following the same formula. It's almost like trap is like. Uh, a safe pop, like an energetic rock pop, or fusion. yeah, it's just like it's like the new like garage rock, where it's just the easiest genre yeah. for the youth to like create and sound good making it. And like you could sound bad making trap, and it's still like cool because I guess a lot of the energy comes from like visuals or the persona or the context. Um, but I think like trap is like modern punk. It, like, fills that niche. But I don't think anything ever dies. I think, like, necessarily, like, something subverts after it's been popular to being unpopular. And then people flock to it for that reason. Because, like, now, like, like boom bap. Boom bap rap yeah. is so dead that it's just, like, old heads who run it and, like, cringy people, kind of. <laughs> so they, like, control that. And then after a long enough time, like, anime it becomes cool again, you know? So, like, it subverts back, and it's, like, like 
Like Trap will be back in like 20 years, I 20 bet, years. or something, just from this like re-understanding of it through subversions. That's interesting. I feel the same way about uh, jazz and funk. Like I feel yeah. like jazz and funk used to be huge, huge, and then, you know, rock came along, and then hip-hop, and then all of a sudden like Calvin Harris just like reinvented, well, I didn't think he was the sole reason, but a lot of big artists kind of like took funk and then they just kind of like made it their own thing yeah, jazz influences sure, yeah. and then it just like blew up and then hip-hop adopted it and i just see its influence like now everywhere and i don't know if it's still too prominent but i, I definitely see it's like making a resurgence yeah and we'll see absolutely. if it lives on a- again you know i mean like early 2000s funk isn't what i think of when i think no. of the music scene <laughs> no. in the early 2000s so i think that's really interesting yeah. have you have you seen anything like that dane <laughs> like um like what 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 like like music like genre resurgence yeah like just coming in and out of style cuz like ra- rock is being surpassed by hip hop as the number one genre yeah and so maybe who knows like maybe hip hop will die out in 10 15 years and rock will come back or maybe it'll be a new genre entirely maybe house will be hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah i i don't know genre resurgences though um what about experimental mashups well, it's so hard to say cause like music is just so it's getting crazy it's just, out there like everything there's no, is there's like there's no like true mainstream anymore because what you have on the internet can have just as many views or more than a radio hit but it could be what would have been like an alternative genre previously so like it's just so hard to define these days, like, what even is, like, like, yeah. Like, you mean, like, resurgence? Because, like, everyone's making every type of music. There's people still making yeah, like every type of music. Now with the internet, it's, like, the time of fusion. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the the pop genre right now is, like, fusion. It's bringing everything. everything together because that's the internet experience. That's, like, the millennial Zoomer experience, <laughs> knowing everything. Like, yeah. it's, like, when I talk to my parents about music, they like really specific artists and bands but when when you talk to people like our age we have like this understanding of music as a whole because you like look back at music on wikipedia and it's just so readily available the whole story of music every artist like now people take for granted that you have this comprehensive understanding of music and that implies that you know like all the genres and you could fuse them together and that seems like the future so yeah, now yeah. looking at you know you just said uh, millennials and zoomers so would you say that a person who only listens to let's say rock or something or like just classical music they're the exception as opposed to what was once the norm like everyone is like oh you yeah. like rock oh yeah. you like heavy metal oh you like punk and it's like yeah because then that was like your scene yeah like, pretty even, much like, goth emo music it was like punk or whatever and be like that's that's yours but nowadays it's everything is just so interwoven yeah yeah and you see it you know throughout everything because i can't i couldn't stand listening to one genre for the rest of my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) and even even if you do listen to one genre the artists that work within that genre eventually branch out and experiment because otherwise they're doing acdc and just making the same or like the scorpions just the same classic thing over and over and over again and it's yeah. like how many times can you reinvent the wheel like you're driving me crazy mm, yeah. not to say that they're not bad but yeah i think you could do better today is definitely adapt or die for adapt music. or die like, basically you just have to keep <laughs> reinventing like yourself every, with yeah. every yeah. passing year as a band or as an artist i think yeah it's just like so overwhelming to even like think of like because, like, everyone's into their own genre, though. Like, there's a preference everyone kind of has. But, like, yeah, we all... I mean, I listen to basically every genre, really. But, like, every I genre. have favorites in every genre. And, like, even, like, we were talking last week with, like, even country music. Like, Orville Peck, I'm a huge... I Well, I saw him last year. I loved Orville Peck, his concert. I still like his music. I think he's only released the one album. I'm looking forward to more. But, like, even, like, just... It's like... Now you have like a total anomaly in country music that's like actually it's just it's just so different today you just don't know what to expect like anyone and everyone has a place in every genre and it's like it's just it's just really interesting to see what happens you know 
it's so hard dope. to wrap your mind around all the stuff happening right now. Yeah, and you can see these changes within the artist. I remember, right now. I feel like uh, Arctic Monkeys, you know, after AM, everyone was like, ah, something. <laughs> then Tranquility Base in the hotel comes out of nowhere, and everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> everyone's just like, right, what not is this? Not everyone. Okay, not everyone. There's but still a lot of fans. I thought that huge. album got I love, critical acclaim. I love that album. I, I feel like That's people cool. are like, you love it or you hate it. That's true. You know? Polarizing. I was like, and I, I was like, that's so interesting because like, as an artist, they yeah, had to. Yeah, it divided Arctic Monkeys fans, but it's I think people outside of like the Arctic Monkeys fan base have really appreciated it, maybe more than their previous work in some ways. Yeah, I haven't seen too many re- professional reviews or critical reviews of it, but I like just talking to people about it. it people are like, oh, they just like to dis- dismiss it. They're like, no, a- AM was their <laughs> Who are you talking team. to? I'm like a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to a lot of people about it. Like, huge fans of Arctic Monkeys before and after I it came out. fans was, weren't expecting it, but... Because it, it's so... It's, it's still, I mean, it's like developed like a new fan base that they didn't have before, which is what you kind of want to do as a band. You don't want to just, yeah. like, stay... Well, you don't want to alienate, alienate your, your previous old, uh, yeah. fan base, but you also want to attract new fans and do what you want to do and still have, like, a consistent amount of people interested. So they... I, I love what they did, and... Uh, I don't know who you're talking to that doesn't like it. I a lot of people, a lot of Because I'm interested to see why they don't like it. Cause Jamin doesn't beautiful. like it. No, he's a huge fan. He loved that album. Are you sure? Yeah. The joke Ben always says is that me and Jamin are like the biggest fans of the album. Been, in the program. Then I guess you you were the only two people that I know that like love that album. I think it's just like, I think it's just you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I remember seeing Mother Mother in concert. They're uh, prominent Canadian touring band. I feel like they're always on tour. They've come to actually actually to MRU and they performed like just around the corner. Um, which is really interesting. I didn't see them live then. Just I actually control. paid. Yeah, it was for the 30 Days of Blue. That's not important. So Mother Mother <laughs> came here and it was interesting and every time I've seen them in concert, I've seen them in concert twice now. Um, their old discography is definitely like pop folk but then they transitioned and they kind of gained like media attention and you know a larger fan base with their more poppy alternative hits and so i was at their concert and then they played like their new album which you know had a great success and it was it was fun and the energy was like so wild there was like a mosh pit going i was like okay i guess this is happening <laughs> it was weird um and then they're like, okay, we're going to go back to our roots now. We're going to play some of our songs from our first album. We don't get to play as much, so it means a lot to us. And they started playing, and like half, half the crowd disappeared. Everyone's, and, then the, and then the, and the lead singer, he called them out. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, what, you guys don't want to listen to this? He's like, this is, this is where we started from. You have to pay respect to this. And everyone's like, ooh. Uh. I mean, he's definitely on something. He was talking about like how curtains bear the weight of the universe and stuff like that. So I think he was on something, but he was. Def- <laughs> I feel like there was definitely like resentment as an artist towards like, hey, this is where we started from. Like, if you don't like us now, like, I don't know. Maybe they, you can say that they kind of sold out because when you go the, like the mainstream route, like it's depending on whether that's for you or whether that's for your company. It's to appeal. Pop is popular music, right? I mean, now it has its own kind of genre but it's definitely defined in terms of like it's easy to get along with has a basic beat has plays like four chords like it's just it's just easy and you know fans know what to expect when they hear it and then the chorus will always sound the same and it will have a chorus have a bridge it's like structured very definitely like finitely like it's just you know what to expect and so I, th- I thought that was really interesting you know like as an artist like how does that make you feel like if people can't respect you know your old stuff and where you've come from yeah i don't know i guess you like you can't make people like your old stuff yeah. and like i know my old stuff is pretty crap a lot of it it's just it's <laughs> just a process like learning to make music and learning to put yourself out there and it's like awkward but i think that's like the art of it is like like, you can appreciate, like, someone who's blown up. You look back at their old work, and it's fascinating in the context that it led to their, like, popularity and their, like, uh, relevance. But if someone doesn't have any, like, popularity, then it's really a struggle to uh, find meaning in stuff that just, like, sounds like crap. 
<laughs> but if you're like really close to them and you're really invested in what they're doing and you truly believe they're a great musician, then you can feel like maybe an even deeper connection to the music because you're like, whoa, this is like a real genius or like, I don't know, like old music. I know I'm like my old music, like I would want people to appreciate it for what it is, but I wouldn't expect them to like bump it, you know? It's like, it's, I'm always gonna try to make a better song. And that's not based on ego. Like, I guess if you were to make a song, how do you know it's gonna be a hit? Because then if you know like, yeah. uh, who was it? Was it Baby Rexa or Halsey? It was some artist, some female artist um, that made a, a hit song. Well, she knew it was a hit song, but it just wasn't getting any radio play. Um, it was just it was just sitting there, and uh, until someone or like somehow it got picked up, and then it became mainstream. She blew up overnight, and she's like, "Yeah, I was almost about to quit." And she's telling her story like it was. She was like, "I knew that this song was like it was meant to be big. Like she could feel it, and she has good vocals and everything, and she just couldn't." She couldn't get it out there enough. Yeah. And she's like, I need, like, she has a loyal following, but that's not enough. And then she's like, I almost gave up. And then somehow she just caught a breath of fresh air and yeah. she just released it. And then it just blew up. And now she's like A-list celebrity. Yeah. And I was like, that's insane. Because, like, if you make a song and you know, like, this is it. Like, this is the one. And then you still can't make it. And you just, like, you're just, like, you as an artist just die. You know? Yeah. Like, that's it. You have to go back to your 9-to-5 job. Like, that scares me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of sucks. Like, I've been, like, grinding for, like, eight years, and I haven't really, like, seen anything. Like, the, like it's definitely been worthwhile, and music has sort of moved from being, like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to make this song, and I'm going to blow up, and I'm going to make it, and, like, it's, it's finally all going to work out. But now it's more like music is this language that I've learned to speak, and it's how I express myself, and it's how I deal with things, and how I, like understand the world and like I, I've started like doing more like writing projects and like other ways of just like trying to make money but music like there's almost no way I could like make it about money anymore it's just like a part of me now like it's like a limb kind of mm -hmm. it's part of your identity yeah I think could you say the same thing well I'm not there y yet like I, I've always I played around with uh, producing music as a teenager I never released anything but it's always something I love to do. Until recently, I finally released a few demos. But yeah, it's just I don't even, I don't see it as a thing that I'll ever maybe make money doing. But it's just fun. It's just it's yeah. just like you have to do it. It's just like the most enjoyable thing if you have that uh, passion for anything like filmmaking, um, yeah, producing music, writing, whatever it is. Like it's just, it just yeah. you just have to do it. Otherwise, you're going to be you're not going to be happy. Yeah. Because everything's a yeah. hobby until you can make money off of it. Then it's just a career, right? <laughs> it's basically it. And that's that's kind of, I think, the starting point for most musicians today. I mean, there's some that are specifically playing because they know, oh, I could turn this into a career. I'm good at playing this instrument. I'm good at singing. Or just have, like, a lot so of money. So I can money. make money doing this. Or it's just people that are just like, you know what? Like, it would be nice, but uh, I'm going to go do other stuff and have that as just a passion for life and see where it takes me on on weekends performing and sometimes that's also a great uh, format to success like there's no one way to do it and there's who who can define what it is to be a successful musician anyway right like good point they're really it's yeah. hard to define like especially these days yeah because any definition can be subverted because it's completely subjective yeah mm -hmm. So, like, even if you're not huge, but you're, like, massive in Calgary, like, you can go anywhere, like, in the world. You won't be recognized. But, like, the minute you step foot in Calgary, everyone's like, I've seen you before. I've heard your music. Yeah. It's like, are you famous or are you not? Well, in yeah. terms of Calgary, you are. But in terms of the international scale, maybe not so much. Yo, that's but, like that dude, Dave Kelly. Dave Kelly? You know that dude? He's, like, the so. king of Calgary. King of Calgary. Yeah. Oh. I th his name sounds familiar. Yeah, it's super familiar. Yeah. You should give anything. I I can't find him. Is he? Dave he's a musician. No, no, no. He was like the, he used to do the like news, and then now he's oh, like he hosts every stand. Yeah. Feed. Hmm. I'm seeing him now. Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. King of Calgary. <laughs> yeah, King of Calgary. <laughs> who is, who signs that? You're just like damn me. 
you do. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like being knighted, but like to a higher degree almost. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but I, like something that I've been really interested in lately as far as like just weird internet stuff. Whoa. Do you know man. Viper, the, the rapper oh, yeah. Viper? I love Viper. Like, his story is so, <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. it's so 21st century and it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I, I want to potentially reach out to him in the future because, like, oh my God, be he's sick. just, I just, how could you describe Viper? Like, he's a phenomenon on the internet. He's like the new age James Brown. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> album after album after album. Just, just freestyle everything. Just go. Like, he has it. a huge, like, dedicated fan base online. Does he actually? Yeah. Kind of. It's like, he, he has hits, yeah, yeah. but I don't know if it's, like, a fan base. Or if he's, like, meme material. I mean, you can be fans of, like, meme artists like Joji. Well, I mean, not Joji, but more pink guy. See, yo, that's what I'm saying. Meme rap? Like, when I first heard of meme rap back in 2012, I could barely wrap my head around it. I was but like, then what? Lil Nas X <laughs> make, drops the biggest song in history, and it's a meme rap song. You know, like, yeah. meme rap, Viper, Lil B, meme rap pioneers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> meme rap took over the world. It honestly did. Yeah. That's, ever, that's crazy. Do you have a respect for that, or do you kind of see it as, like, joke? Because I, I like think it's dope. He's the, it's I feel like cool. it's the new Weird Al Yankovic, like the new parody, because it like, it, some, and I feel like some people either like love it or hate it. They're like, oh, Weird Al's not actual music, but I mean, he still sells out and he's pretty successful and I'm pretty sure he has money to spare. But I don't think it's the same as Weird Al though, because like, I don't think, Weird Al's like intentionally making fun. Yeah. He's like making a parody. a parody of a song where these artists are like making original music, but... But like, the intention isn't like to be like, oh, I'm serious about this work. Well, it can be like, uh, you can't tell me Lil B. Uh, is it I'm Happy? The album is it? Yeah, that's the name of the album. That's the most serious album of Lil B's, and I, I, you cannot say that he. Yeah, didn't he's definitely serious. <laughs> so is that even better though? Does yeah. that make him even more? Because like that's like Tommy Wiseau. Like he's so serious. That's what makes him a meme. So the more serious you are, the more of a meme it is. And then that's it's an like, interesting and it's, comparison. And it's I like guess. you can't you can't escape it because they take it so seriously. And it's like I'm well, a huge Tommy Wiseau fan. So. <laughs> yeah, he's dope. Don't talk bad about Tommy. <laughs> I found I have a signed DVD of what? like the room by him. I found that the other day. I was like, oh, what? Can't lose this. <laughs> you saw him in person, or he just? Like, I just like ordered it. Oh, he's sick, yeah. he's, I didn't know he do. I didn't know he did like touring or signing. I mean, I guess he would do signing, but where would? comic-con would he I yeah that would, i feel like you'd have to pay a lot <laughs> he's in demand everyone <laughs> wants to meet him <laughs> is he still relevant after well, you know I, I, think so. I think so he's making a movie i think he's making a movie is that another what one doing? yeah another one with with um, dj Cal. forget the guy's name oh, the actors greg yeah greg yeah greg they're back i don't know when but it's supposed to come out soon like, yeah, I feel like I saw the trailer. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I want I want to see if this will blow up. Just because you know, is he an A list? He's no, he's probably B list act, but he's pretty huge. But like in a meme sense, right? Yeah. So I it's like I don't even know if he's B list. It's like yeah, he's he's big. Somehow A list, but also F list. <laughs> it's crazy. Tony was though. Oh yeah, I I mean I love the guy, but like. I don't know if I have any respect. Gotta have respect. It's just so. But it's hard into. It's so it's crazy. Hard, that's all you can expect. That's all you can ask from someone. It's just so, put all, it's all your so heart into bad, something. Though. It's so. It's good though. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's good. Bad. It's good. <laughs> say bad, I say good. It's comedy. It's really good. It's really good uh, comedy. I love it. I love it so much. But yeah, I don't know if I have respect. <laughs> Don't don't say yeah, that on DBM. Yeah, you don't have to cut your mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we let anyone voice their opinions. We yeah. uh, are free free speech show, but uh, you're gonna have to forgive or sorry not forgive. You're gonna have to apologize. I'll repent later to yeah. the big Tommy. Yeah, I'll make point. a promo for him. I'll make a dedication AMV or something. You never know. AMV anime music oh, video. Yeah. Oh, old school YouTube. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy was <Yeah>. so. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he, I think you you keep talking about Weird Al because you're kind of a Weird Al of the program. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> Didn't you say that? You're like Sacha Barry Cohen of yeah, yeah. CMRU. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. Can you compare them? I guess you can compare them. This guy, he makes promos that are just... No one knows what they are when oh, they... you make the promos? Yeah. Uh, I didn't make those ones. Um, well, I, I helped. <laughs> I provided the source material for the promo, but it was Dane's uh, brainchild. 
But you've made promos in the past. Yeah, yeah. You made, you made like five. At least. Yeah. Make, make a lot of promos. Tell, tell Alex about your uh, your promo work. Um, so we were when I started doing this, I talked to a lot of people, and they were like producing and blah, 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 and it's like hard, and I was like, really? How hard can it be? So, so then I went to work, and then I actually tried to like do some like uh, me music, some sp- like I took like a Beastie Boys riff or something like that, and I just tried to like lay some like fat lyrics all over it, and I was just like, okay, let's see where this takes me. And uh, it was a lot harder than I expected. Really? Uh, yeah. I want to hear okay. it. And then <laughs> if we can find it, sure. After the show. And so then I was like, okay, uh, what can I what can I do with this? And so I was like, okay, I can make promos, and I can just do like, and I can incorporate it because I I don't think I would ever release that. Like, because who the hell wants to hear that? Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe I can just, like, turn this into, like, a funny promo that's, like, promoting DM your BF and just throw it on the air, like, whatever. And it's good source. It's good uh, portfolio material. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. And then I was like, I found myself just, like, becoming so concerned with the details and just being like, I have to have this 100%. And, like, every bar, every word has to matter and, like, the flow of it. And I was like, and then I did a lot of research and then it blew my mind at how much time you can spend on like 30 seconds and I'm like what is this and so I had to give it up for a little bit because I was also one promo (laughs) I had to give it up because I was like this is too much and I was I was learning so much and I was like okay I have so much respect for producers and I just have like as musicians you know working with a producer it's like writing the lyrics and you know coming up with the beat and figuring how it segues and you know writing transitions and bridges I was like this is this is too much like there's too much creative freedom you can do anything you want especially with the technology we have but in a way that also I feel like hinders me because I was like, I can do anything. But at the same time, like, that's scary because you can do anything. Yeah. And it's like, so what do you do? You know? It's true. It's like carving out marble, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like a big block. I mean, I'm not so concerned with this because, like, I can have unlimited redos. But, yeah, I don't think I could become a painter or, like, an actual artist artist because I just, I'd be too scared of, like, messing up and then be like, oh. Well, now it's not perfect. No, it's perfect already. <laughs> oh, it's so encouraging. <laughs> but yeah, we have four minutes left. Uh, this has been Deem Your BF. Uh, if you just want to plug yourself, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. If, Benzos. If you want to find me on SoundCloud <laughs> or YouTube, just look up RSGF. RSGF. And if you want to find me on Instagram, just look up uh, Jeff underscore Benzos. I think underscore XX. Jeff Benzos. Find out. <laughs> so what do you post on your Insta mainly? On my Instagram, I post a lot of like one minute videos. I'm into like one minute songs with one minute videos on Instagram. So that's like mostly what you'll find is some pics. And uh, yeah. Where are you most active? Where am I most active? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And I guess Instagram. Instagram too? Yeah, both. SoundCloud. So yeah. That's nice. Were Thanks. you scared? Was I scared? Yeah, when uh, SoundCloud was like, oh, we're only going to limit like 15 tracks. You heard about that, right? I wasn't scared because I already pay like 10 bucks a month for it. And I wouldn't have, uh, there would have been like no repercussions for paying people. So I was like, whatever. Oh. No problem. Wait, what do you pay for then? What do I pay for? It's like you got a uh, area on your page where you could choose which tracks you're like spotlighting. And then also more stats. And you could. charge for your songs like put ads on them oh i didn't and realize you that have more songs huh that's cool yeah soundcloud i didn't know that yeah i just thought yeah. this chair is so listen to my song so you could help me pay for that 10 bucks burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> it's more than it's just a little more than a spotify subscription <laughs> yeah it's expensive yeah okay yeah. well we dane, any, any, any closing words dane we're gonna go a Long little time bit friend. past two because we started a little bit late so we have no one else after oh, us. True, true, unless, true. unless Matthew Merriman comes in. No, I don't see anyone in there. So we'll, hey. we'll extend this because we need to give a full hour to our man Jeff Benzos. We were late, you know, so but we'll talk a little bit more. Okay. But speaking of SoundCloud, you really freaked me out. He sent me the link because I, I just started posting on SoundCloud. Yeah. And he was like, Dane, I guess, um, I guess you can only post 15 songs now. And I'm like, what? But then they, re- they reverted uh, that whole thing. Yeah, the outlash yeah. surrounding it. Because everyone's so, like, what the hell? People yeah. are like, come on. Like, you can't just drop that after so many years. Just be like, yeah, sorry, 15 songs is the limit. Otherwise, you have to pay. Like, that's just... People will just move on to another... Uh, I'm sure of it. Well... Site if yeah. that had happened, but I'm glad it didn't because I think SoundCloud... There's no reason to 
to do that. Hmm. I mean, for them, it's probably uh, would have been good for them. Yeah, because what alternatives are there? There's Bandcamp, yeah. I know that for sure. There is, uh, on top of my head, um, it's not much. Yeah, yeah. Like I YouTube. I yeah, YouTube's one of them. Uh, but YouTube, I've heard so many artists have troubles with because even if you own, upload an original song, any company can just come along, claim it, and any revenue you got, if it was like five bucks, it's theirs now. And then you have to fight that. So you have to go. So it's easy for them. How to How do be they like, claim an original song? Because they just say, "Oh, it's ours," and then YouTube doesn't check. Oh they just they God. just go, "Oh yeah, because you're a company. Here you go." That's because it's, it's you versus a company. Like, who are they going to believe, right? So yeah, that's true. so they're like, that's "Oh shocking. yeah, you're a company. So yeah, here you go." And then, like, the bigger the company you are, the less questions are asked. Mm-hmm. And then, so then fighting that, like, if they lose it, they don't care. But they just have to be like, yeah, that's mine. And then you have to be like, no, 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 this is the facts. Like, I'm an actual artist. I, I do this. Here are my samples. Like, I created this and blah, blah, blah. And then hopefully you get reviewed by an actual person and not just an algorithm yeah. by YouTube. And then and then you get your song back. But you have to do And then the company just goes, yeah, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> and then it's like That's four, four to five people fight it and they get it back. The one person who doesn't because they're unlucky or because they just don't have the time, then all that money's theirs. I'd so be like, yeah, take my five cents of revenue. <laughs> just take it. It's fine. Yeah, but it's harder for like actual like musicians and artists who are coming up, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that sucks because even if it is original, yeah, you just get over yeah, not to swear, but anyways, and I heard uh, Getty Images got caught doing this too. They just oh, really? ripped off uh, a painting or no, a, a photograph of some famous artist. It was her photograph. She didn't license it or anything. They just they just took it, put it on their website. They're like, this is ours, and then she used it, and they filed uh-huh. a claim against her. They're like, they're like you can't do that. That's ours, and she's like. I'm the original person. Just like you stole it off me, yeah. and then so they had to go through like this whole thing. You can search it up; it's really interesting. I can't remember their names, but yeah, get images. I was like, that's so because they're just they're a big company, you know. That's good to know, I guess. Like that they have that power. Yeah. Now every company is realizing this, and they're like, oh, look at that. Let's use it. Yeah. Uh. Or what another what other people are doing is people are buying uh, musical rights or like to songs. And if you uh, if you play the song or if you're not sure or whatever, um, then it's like trademark infringement I see it with or patent infringement I see it a lot with. So like you're using this and you're like, yeah, it's okay because you know um, the person who owned it either said I could have it, yeah. the original owner, or like, and then you just keep on using it. And then someone comes, some company comes along, designed specifically to buy the patent. So then they talk to the original owner. They're like, hey. Um, give me your company or give me your image or whatever for like five bucks and the original owner's like yeah sure take it and then they go after and they're like hey you're using our thing and the guy's like no 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 the original owner said I could use it and like no he's not the he's not the owner anymore I don't like it doesn't matter and they're like give me give me our money or we're taking you to court and then people like uh and then they're like so you either spend thousands you spend thousands of dollars to fight that and then potentially win or lose, you'll probably win, but you still have to spend thousands of dollars, or is you just you just settle. Yo, you settle out of court. That reminds me of this thing I saw in SoundCloud. Is this dude? He was like uploading this guy's beats from YouTube onto his SoundCloud, and then he was selling them to all these rappers for like a hundred bucks a beat. Oh, and then it took them like months to find out. And then when they found out, he just deleted his account and kept all the money and dipped. What are you like, gonna do? Damn. Yeah, that's brutal. It's like yo. Like and then you just create another kind of false like, name and, yeah, and just like steal some more beats. Yeah. Kind of like the story of um, Jai Paul. Um, oh, did that happen? In Same a way, like, well, he had his music leaked, I think. Someone leaked oh, it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And tried to profit off of his music. It's kind of like a fake, you know, like identity scummy. theft in a way. Yeah, yeah that's devastating. And it just affects any, anyone and everyone these days. Like, this whole... Being a musician is, is hard enough, I feel like, without, you know, and being, like, a just even in the creative industry, it's, like, so hard already. And then there's people that are just, like, yeah, we're just about to make your life a whole lot worse. <laughs> and you have yeah. to spend thousands of dollars just to say, this is mine, I actually created this. But I don't think that happens that much. No. Like, I've never experienced that. So, like, some companies just like, yo, we're stealing your song. Probably because, like, no one wants to do that with my music. Yeah. Bigger artists, though. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, he recently came under fire. But, like, Kendrick has, like, hella money. Yeah. And hella lawyers. Like, he's going to be just But that's why people are coming after him, because apparently with his old mixtapes and he sampled some stuff that he didn't have the right to. Everyone does that, right? Yeah, for sure. So then when he blew up, everyone's like, 
he has money, he did this, let's let's get after him. But I mean, he's he's obviously supported by it. But like, even if they're like, if the uh, his record company or his lawyers or whoever he goes through was just like, hey, listen, we don't we don't want to do this. We don't want to bring you to the spotlight. That like, because otherwise it would cast the artist in a negative light. So like, we'll just settle out of court. Even just a couple thousand dollars is worth it. Because that's just a couple thousand dollars you didn't have going yeah. after these huge artists. So it's like it's so shady. But I mean, yeah. that's that's a huge profile case but still to know that even exists i'm just like ugh. yeah it's uh, i can't believe you deal with that as a musician even after you've blown up it doesn't matter who you are yeah <laughs> basically just on your toes yeah and yeah know your rights and everything yeah it's important it's true well, I think we've hit five minutes over two. We've been on for an hour, so unfortunately, I think it's nearing the end of our show I'm gonna today. I'm going to cry. RSGF on DMUBF. RSGF on DMUBF. I like the way that's So nice having you, Alex. Yeah. Thanks, we'll, thanks for we'll, coming out. Thanks we'll so much. definitely be running into you in the hallways these coming days. Booster juice. You've special. got to come back at some point. <laughs> come yeah. back on the show. If you want we'll to. Cl- I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming out. This has been DMURBF with your host. Brandon Flasky, Dan McLean. Dan McLean. Special guest, SRSGF. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye.